So today we have some very inspiring readings. As I listened to that first reading from the prophet Habakkuk, we hear the prophet crying out, How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. Can anyone identify with that sentiment? Of course, we all can. We've all prayed for things that haven't happened. We've all prayed for things that we really wanted to happen. Good things. Good things. And they didn't happen. And that can be very hard. That can shake our faith. That can make us doubt God's presence, his love, his attention. So what's going on when that happens? Hmm. Let's keep reading. The second half of this reading is very powerful, and I think the Lord really wants to speak to all of us here tonight. Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily, for the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. Hmm. Got to chew on that one. Got to chew on that one. Especially in light of what we're honoring here tonight. The holy face, the new crucifix, in a more subtle way, in a little way, haha, the little flower, Therese, St. Therese. So it's a perennial challenge for us Christians to hold on to faith and hope in the face, hmm. in the holy face of Jesus, which was spit upon, which was slapped and punched and disfigured, desecrated. Wow, that doesn't sound like so much fun, does it? But we know that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. The crucifixion is not the end of the story. But what it does remind us of, of of God's crazy love. His reckless love, as the modern praise and worship song goes. God's reckless love. That he was willing to go that far to save us and to redeem the world. What it basically is telling us is that there is no situation, no circumstance that is hopeless. You might look at a lot of different circumstances and be tempted to say, that's hopeless. You might look at the person next to you and say, there's a hopeless case. I live with one, Father. That's a temptation. Or you could look at the news, right? The political situation. It's hopeless. Uh, well, that is not how a Christian should look at anything or anybody. 
Because if you look at the holy face, if you look at the crucifix with faith, you realize, wow, if there was ever a hopeless situation, that was it. Right? And pretty much all of the apostles ditched Jesus that day, except for John and his mother and Mary Magdalene, and maybe there were some others there. But they were all tempted and basically gave in to the temptation to despair and to fear. But there was Mary, there was John, Mary Magdalene at the foot of the cross. And they kept hope alive. Mary believed deeply, profoundly in her son's mission. In the prophecy, Jesus prophesied several times throughout his public ministry. I'm going to go up to Jerusalem. I'm going to be crucified and die. And on the third day, I will what? Rise. They still didn't believe him, even though he had prophesied it, even though he had performed all those other signs and wonders. They still found it hard to believe. So you're in good company. I'm in good company. It's hard to believe sometimes that good is going to win, that the good guys are going to win. But Jesus himself is risen, and he's living his resurrected life through you and with you and in you, whether you recognize it or not. But the more you recognize it and the more you ask for that, the more you fan into flame, or as it says here today, stir into flame the gift of God that you have received through the imposition of my hands, the more light and love is going to pass through you into this world. Because you did not... God did not give you a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. Wow. So we've all received that. So we don't need to be afraid of anything or anybody. You don't need to be afraid of anybody or anything, even death itself. You can stare death in the face now and you can say, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready to die. Bring it because I know where I'm going. Mm. That's a challenge, isn't it? That's a challenge. The just one because of his faith shall live and not just survive, but thrive, flourish, The Lord's inviting us to flourish in him and through him and with him. And that necessarily means we will be persecuted sometimes. That's true. And we will suffer. And we will be vulnerable. We have a hard time being vulnerable. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But again, that's the beauty of the holy face. It's really the beauty of St. Therese and her name. It's so providential that she gets canonized for having, in a sense, uh, discovered and promoted the little way to holiness, the little way to uh, friendship with God. Because 
the, from the child Jesus to the holy face. So from the crib to the cross. Jesus was vulnerable his whole life. Think about that. From the crib to the cross. Jesus was making himself vulnerable throughout his whole life. And the word vulnerable, it comes from the Latin word, which means wound. So it's true. We all have, you know, a real disgust, right? We, we avoid being wounded. And that's right. But the Lord is trying to give us confidence, even in the face of that woundedness. Our sins, the sins that have happened to us or around us, He's trying to give us confidence, even in the midst of all of this woundedness that we see all around us. He is the answer to the question that is every human life. His friendship, his spirit, is what will bring about a renewal of society. And it has been prophesied. Our Lady of Fatima prophesied it Back in 1917, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Pope Benedict said that that prophecy has not yet been fulfilled. Pope Francis has basically echoed that as well. John Paul II, Saint Pope St. John Paul II, prophesied about the new springtime of evangelization. So there have been plenty of prophetic voices who have said something big is on the horizon. But just as in the life of Jesus, he had to die first before he rose to new life, so too, we're going through a kind of death in society right now. Society is going through one big identity crisis. Amen? Amen. Sadly enough. But as we die this death, Right? We're going to rise to new life. And that's what we have to be convinced of. And I hope tonight you will be encouraged by this message and by the message you're going to hear in just a minute from Terry, who's going to explain a little bit more about the Holy Face. So let's pray for that. Let's make that our intention in this Mass, that we'd be encouraged that, as Paul said, the gift that we've received, may it be stirred or fanned into flame so that we won't walk around like people who have no faith, but who have a lot of faith and who are convinced that Christ is alive in them, that the risen Lord Jesus lives inside of all of us. And that, as I said, he wants to live that life of his through you, with you, and in you. And it's through that that each and every one of us lights fires of love and light, of joy, of peace. And that's what will bring about this new springtime of evangelization. It'll bring about the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It will bring about an era of peace. Amen.